We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizapia, and with me is Doug Thorburn. Doug, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing very well. Excellent. Very well. Excellent. Very good. We're going to get to the Thursday slate here on FanDuel. And obviously, with this one, there isn't quite the, uh, you know, when you start at the pitcher right at the top, you know, you've got John Lester, and then after that, it's not your prototypical slate where you're going to have a bunch of the uh, the well-known high-end cash game pitchers on tap. It's Irvin Santana, who's had a nice year uh, coming off a game where they got rained out yesterday. You got Marcus Stroman, Danny Duffy. That's kind of the grouping here you got. Uh, but let's start at the top with John Lester. And i got to ask you a question. Do you think the ownership on Lester, number one, is going to be too much? And number two... Considering John Lester's inability to hold runners on, is a matchup like Cincinnati where you got Hamilton and Peraza potentially giving him all sorts of problems should they get on base, is this basically a trap waiting to happen? It could be, and this has happened before. I believe Hamilton has taken full advantage of Lester when they met up in the past, uh, so it's no secret. Now, Lester's actually caught, I think he leads the National League in uh, base runners caught this year. He's caught like seven guys already. Uh, so maybe he's getting a little bit better at it. I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't taken a real good deep dive on it. No, he he still sucks. It's it's fair. <laughs> uh, so that's definitely a possibility. Uh, he does as a lefty. He helps to minimize the bottom effect a little bit. Um, you know, but overall, I, I think he could definitely get run on, and Billy Hamilton will be looking for it. And now that being said, on the flip side of that, because you know, in tournaments per se, that there might be a very big opportunity and perhaps people see right off the bat, they see John Lester as being the top pitcher maybe on the board and Amir Garrett coming back from being sent down for a little while at 7,300. 
is he an option? Is he in play? Because let's face it, this Cubs lineup, although they've had some moments, overall, I still think a little underwhelming. You still got Kyle Schwarber under 200 on the year. You still got Anthony Rizzo hitting around 200. You know, Ian Happ is in there right now. Bryant's been a little banged up. So, Really, this is not the the same Cubs offense that was rocking on all cylinders last year. Is Amir Garrett at seventy three hundred potentially a very wise tournament play? I think as a tournament play, he could be a nice zig. Uh, there will definitely be lots of people who are avoiding the Cubs just out of reflex. But there are actually a number of guys kind of within that middle range that that are intriguing to me, or at least uh, maybe a little bit higher than Amir Garrett. He's kind of the uh, the bargain buster of the pigeon group. But I, I like what I saw out of Tehran in his last start. He's facing Toronto. And so he, he's always a risk. But when you're talking about big, big tournaments and you're looking to go the other direction, when people might right now might still have that memory burning of, of getting ruined by Tehran the last number of starts. Uh, so he's, he could be an interesting one. I also really like Dylan Bunny this year, I, even though he's facing Detroit, and I know they just got J.D. Martinez back. So, again, you've got a good pitcher against a really rough offense. And Bundy really hasn't been striking guys out, but he's he's been incredibly efficient. He's had a long leash. I mean, he has been a sneaky good play this year. Well, yeah, certainly the numbers have bared out for Bundy, but I mean, underneath so far the – productivity there's been a lot of weird outliers the strikeout rate being one of them the left on base rate there's a lot of stuff going on there with Bundy where you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop to me I think 8200 Tanner Rourke yeah he's chalk right now but I'll tell you what going against Glass now I, I think that you know that lineup's going to give Glass now all kinds of problems overall the Pirates not a very good offense right now they're still missing Marte McCutcheon struggled I'm looking at Tanner Rourke at 8200 I'm thinking okay He's my safe cash game pitcher. I can go in there in 50-50s. I can go there in any sort of cash game and basically throw Tanner Rourke and get a pretty good offense around him, and it should absolutely hit a pay line, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. Gregory Polanco just won the DL, so they'll be without him too. I mean, they, they've this is a team that in the middle of their lineup, they've got like David Freeze and John Jaso. And, I mean, it's, Say it's no more. Sign me up. They, you had me at David Freeze. You had me <laughs> at David Freeze. All right, let's go to the other end of that spectrum and try to find some of the guys we want to trail against. Uh, you got Sonny Gray at home facing Boston. You got Hyunjin Ryu, who's had a couple of rough starts at home against Miami. Uh, that ERA is approaching five right now for Ryu. Uh, Glass now, we already mentioned there at 6,200, the Washington offense always in play. Uh, anybody else that kind of strikes your fancy in a little mini stack, perhaps, that you want to try to put together? Well, I definitely agree with the ones you mentioned, and again, especially because uh, with Rio, Rio, and we'll go over this again, but the Miami hitters are pretty reasonable this time around. Also, uh, Jordan Zimmerman, uh, I mean, he's just someone who gives up, just gets battered every time he goes out, and he's facing Baltimore. And Baltimore is infamous for their inverse platoon splits. So they're right-handed batters especially. They, they got guys like Machado, Scope, uh, Adam Jones, who have – pretty pronounced inverse or reverse platoon splits where they're slugging like 100 points higher against rare-headed pitchers. So I just think that could be a problem waiting to happen for Zimmerman, but a great stacking opportunity. All right, now let's go over to the catcher position. I'll tell you right now, 2,800 is the magic number for me. You got Real Muteo, 2,800. You got Matt Wieters at 2,800. Cervelli at 2,800. Lucroy, 2,800. All of my favorite cast of characters, all at the same price. Out of those four that I mentioned there, Real Muto, Weeders, Cervelli, Lucroy, 
who do you think is it the Lucroy on a little bit of a hot streak or is it Matt Weeters and you hope that uh, you know he continues to look I mean let's be honest I mean so far he's had a pretty good season in terms of consistency still in 287 on the year he's got four bombs and 16 RBIs hit in a really good lineup well, and usually I would worry about the fact that he's probably going to be hitting eighth, which means he's probably going to lose in a bat. But they're facing glass now. Right. He'll walk so many guys. He'll face so many guys. The Weeders will probably get four or five turns no matter what. So uh, I think Weeders is my guy there. Yeah, and and, uh, and not only is, is he going to walk everybody, but too, you're, you're also talking he's probably going to get into that middle relief sooner too because glass now probably is not long for that game. You know, if he no. gets through five innings, I think that might be a, a small miracle. So yeah, I think that's exactly. definitely one to keep an eye on there. Anybody else on the cheaper end too, if you're looking at tournament play to really cheap out on, uh, kind of go down to the bottom, is is it a guy like uh, Barnhart if he's playing? I know that's kind of a, a tricky one against Lester, but you know, right now uh, with the way that catcher spot is, a 2300 that certainly opens you up for a lot more. Uh, I really like, and granted it's 2700, so it's about the same range we were talking about before. It's not super cheap. Uh, but I really like Austin Hedges. He's He has a really good chance to just kind of poke one. And that's what you're looking for. If you, if you have a catcher who ends up knocking a bomb, you're set. All right, let's go over to first base. You mentioned that Votto against the lefty, a little bit of a trickier spot. Freddie Freeman's the top of the board at 47, but he uh, left with a hand issue. So stay tuned on that one. Let's talk about Will Myers at 42. Uh, you know, Maybe probably because of how good Freddie Freeman's been at first base and the surprise of Yonder Alonso. Maybe kind of lost in the shuffle this year has been Will Myers, who has got 11 home runs, 27 RBIs on the year, 293 batting average. And, you know, he, he's had over his last week or a half or so, he's had a couple big outputs too. He's had about, you know, four games in the last seven where he's hit over 18 points in FanDuel. And he's got a matchup against. Uh, Zach Davies here, so I mean that's certainly within his realm. Now it's righty on righty, but still, is Zach Davies probably and Ryan Zimmerman are those two the best? Excuse me, uh, Will Myers and Ryan Zimmerman are those two probably the best cash game first baseman on the board today? I really like uh, the Will Myers play. Absolutely, mm-hmm. real big on Will Myers. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, granted lefty on lefty, but he's never had very pronounced platoon splits. Um, so he's in that he's forty one hundred, so he's kind of in that expensive range as well. Um, but I think there's there's some good, even better values further down the list. All right, so who are some of those values there? Uh, you got Yonder Alonso, who continues to uh, hit very well. Uh, Hanley's a little undervalued, maybe perhaps a thirty four at this point. Uh, where where else are you going in terms of trying to go down the board at first base? Uh, well, like you said, Yonder definitely. Also, Cody Bellinger has just been so impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, at thirty five hundred, I think it's a bargain for him. Excellent. You know, I'll tell you what too. When you start to look at some of these names too, maybe a guy. It's probably a you know, you got to worry about the home run, right? That's what we're trying to look sometimes at those tournaments. Who's the guy that's going to give me that bomb there? Is there a guy here? Is there like a, I don't know why I want to say like a Mitch Moreland type of batter, but you know, is there Mitch Moreland against Sonny Gray? Is that the kind of guy that maybe you go? Hey, look, you know, he's been a little cold, but is the matchup enough there for him at 3K if he's in the lineup to justify it? Or is there just on the floor for a guy like that at that price when you can go up another 500 and get a guy with a bigger floor? I, I think it, there's, a, there's always a reason to go a little bit lower if you can. And first base is stacked enough. Uh, I like Kendris Morales at 2,900. Uh, granted, he's facing Teron, who I just mentioned. Uh, but he's the type of guy who, if you're looking for just someone who can put one over the wall, He's a good candidate. 
Yeah, and Yonder Alonso is going to be facing Hector Velasquez, too, so keep that in mind, that righty-lefty matchup with the way Yonder Alonso's season's been going with that high on-base percentage. That's yeah. certainly a good one. Let's go over to third base, the other side of the corners here. Uh, you've got uh, Chris Bryant, top of the board, 4,300. Nolan Arenado at 41. Manny Machado, 39. Sano, 38. Shaw, 38. Uh, out of these top guys, who is it matchup-wise to you that's the best investment if you're going to spend to the top of this board? Uh, for me, it's Machado, and for the aforementioned reasons of Zimmerman just gets nailed and righty on righty, Machado has those reverse splits. All right. Now, is there a, is there a trap here of these top guys, too? Uh, is it Nolan Arenado right now? Is that a little bit of a trap? Because, I mean, let's face it, I think he's been very good this year, but the way Irvin Santana's been pitching this year, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but is it kind of like a, a <laughs> almost a bad look for him because Irvin Santana's been so good outside of that one start? You know, I hate to say it, but yeah. Are we saying this? Is this is this real life? I feel like that kid who got high at the dentist. Yeah, he doesn't know I, what I the hell's going on. I literally typed this this morning when I was doing my uh, my daily picture breakdown because, uh, or sorry, yesterday morning because I, I thought that you know obviously I didn't know the game was going to be rained out yet, but I, so I was looking at these numbers. The guy has a one thirty BABIP. We talk about regression, an obvious regression when the guy's got a two forty BABIP. His is a one thirty. It's disgusting there's no way it should be that low however when it's that low it makes you think maybe he's also doing something at least to encourage it to a certain degree i'm not saying he deserves a 130 bad but by any means but at the same time until things start to correct themselves i don't really feel like sitting in the middle of the steamroller yeah and i gotta tell you looking at the rest of this group it's not a hotbed of great matchups uh, you know, I don't really like where Suarez is at. I mean, if you want to go really far down to 3,200, you know, I understand Michael Franco's batting average is not what you want it to be, but I think the matchup against Martin Perez is right lefty. That's certainly where you might want to be. It's a favorable ballpark in Texas as well. But outside of that, man, I, I think, you know, Anthony Rendon at 34, I could justify also because of that matchup. But I think we're coming down to it might be the Machado Sano. It might be that big time third baseman that no matter what you might have to put some money aside and make sure you equate for that let's get over to second base here usually, Brian. I, I I'm sorry, go ahead. real quick real yeah. quick usually i would absolutely agree with you this year in general i've been putting a lot of my money on third base but joey gallo is only three thousand that's a good point joey gallo's and price is still out there guys on top of poking him so yeah i mean he's all or nothing but my goodness what it, you know nick pavetta certainly is going to give him an opportunity to be yeah. all more often than not you know and, and i hear that's a, that's a tournament play only correct uh, I would give him a shot in cash games. Again, he's stolen like four bags. He's feeling frisky like there, Doug. I love it. Yeah. yeah Look I'll at you. <laughs> feeling frisky on Joey Gallo today. I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Brian Dozier, top of the board, 4K, along with Cano. Daniel Murphy at 38. Uh, Murphy was out the other day, but back in the lineup yesterday, so that's good news. Against Tyra Glass now, I mean, look, Daniel Murphy's another one of these guys who just – high batting average, good contact rates. He's going to walk. He's going to get on base. And that all equates to points. And I look at the glass down matchup and I say, of the guys at the top of the board, I think Daniel Murphy's the one that I would be happy paying for. Yeah, I, I really think that lineup's just going to churn. We're going to see guys with six plate appearances tomorrow. 
And perhaps somebody that's, you know, starting to get hot that maybe people don't realize. Uh, he's got Jared Cozart, but it's Jonathan Villar, who, you know, of late, starting to steal bases again, starting to put multi-hit games together again, which is great. Uh, over the last week, he's at three multi-hit games. That's a big plus for Villar. And this is a guy, too. We know he can, you know, we know he can pop a home run. We know he can steal base and get points for you in different ways. And he's only 3,200. To me, I think that's a huge bargain tonight. Yeah, especially especially because he has started to turn turn it around. And the other guy, uh, you know, we've talked about some of these these Cubs players who maybe are being at least are, are going to be running into trouble. But Ian Happ is three grand, and he's mm-hmm. been hitting cleanup in that lineup, and yeah. he's a push hitter. So it's not that he's going to be impacted necessarily as much by the platoon splits. And I'm not sure what his splits look like in the minors, but. Hey, he's succeeded so far, and what do they say about ignorance being bliss? I mean, right now he's just sitting back and raking. Well, yeah, there's no pressure. He's up there. He knows he's probably going to get sent down, and he's got nothing to lose. And one note, quick note, too. Villar is going to be uh, you know, on that all-day slate. The Chicago game is an early start game. Uh, Baltimore-Detroit's an early start. So you got a fair amount of uh, getaway games tomorrow on this Thursday slate, or excuse me, today on this Thursday slate as you're listening to this program. So keep that in mind too. Judge accordingly how you want to break this slate down. I think there's enough talent that you probably want to play the all day, especially with the late swap that you can use. Just make sure you give yourself a little flexibility later on, depending on when those lineups come out. But there's certainly enough here uh, to even isolate them if you want to go, you know, break them up and play them two and two, uh, one and one rather. Uh, as we continue down the board over at second base, is there anybody else that pops out to you in terms of return on investment value? Because there's one guy I got my eye on who's got a bunch of multi-hit games lately who might still be pulling it out. And I'll tell you, the ownership will be low because he's facing Tehran. That's Devin Travis at 2,700. I mean, right now, over the last week or so, the guy's flat out raking, and it's about time, too. We've waited long enough. Yeah, the other one I like is uh, D. Gordon at 28. Yes. Yeah, yes, so if you're indeed. looking to save a little bit of money, there's definitely options at second base. All right, shortstop, Gene Segura, 4,100. Trey Turner, 4,000. Bogart's 39. Cozart, 36. First, let's talk about Cozart, who... You know, this, this is a tricky one. I mean, he's got the matchup against Lester here. And, I mean, <laughs> I think everybody keeps waiting for the Cozart train to derail. But so far, I mean, over the last 10 games, you got 21, 6, 15, 9, 12, 21, 25, 27. I mean, <laughs> so far, over the last seven games or so, you're looking at a red-hot bat. But is John Lester enough to give you pause here? Or are you still comfortable with Cozart? And are you comfortable with him at 3,600? Man, I tend to be so slow to react to this stuff. I, I, when I see a guy who's spiking like this and who's a veteran, he's been around for a while, and we kind of uh, have an idea of what he at least was for years, I, I tend to not trust it until I see it. I think a that's a good time, instinct, so. Doug. I don't think you're wrong about that. <laughs> so I, I'll be avoiding Cozart, especially when Corey Seager is the exact same price. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly the point. I think Corey Seager against the uh, the righty, which is where you want him, that's probably where you want to go. Uh, you know, that Yankee game might have some rain in it, but Didi Gregoris is another one that I keep saying, you know, is that matchup now? It's a lefty-lefty, so you have to go in there and realize if that's something you really want to go against. But uh, Gregoris is another one that's been pretty good return on investment in terms of salary and productivity so far. You did climb up a little bit on that board over the last couple of days, so that's just something to keep in mind. Are there any values at shortstop? Uh, is it a guy like Dansby Swanson who is, you know, 
also starting to hit a little bit more recently. Is there anybody else really that pops to you that you think, okay, I can get away with this guy or as a, maybe even as a cash game play where I can afford a guy like Lester on the all day if I really do feel strongly about that play? I do like Elvis Andrews at 2,900. And uh, you can patch him, package him up with uh, Joey Gallo. Just get the whole Rangers left side of the infield there. And I, there's a good chance that they will actually not be hitting too close together because Gallo does get sent down the lineup a lot of the time. Uh, but, for again, for 2900 I really like that value. All right, baseball is here, so don't get stranded out on first base without a Roto-Rive subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Roto-Rive subscription. So go to FanDuel.com slash Roto-Wire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Roto-Wire. Let's get to the outfield, Doug, as we look at this Thursday slate. You got Bryce Harper, 5,200. Is that too much to play around with Bryce Harper or against Glass now in that 1230 game? Is that enough for you to get excited? I mean, first off, that's ridiculous. That's such a high salary, but but I there's think a butt coming, it. I feel like. <laughs> I think he's worth it. You have to have the right lineup structure around him to allow for that kind of expenditure. But I mean, on just a points per game basis, he is worth it. Well, look, we just mentioned a spot where, you know, Devin Travis at 27. You mentioned Elvis Andrews in the middle infield. Uh, Probably because of the day games, if you're playing that all-day slate, you're going to have some of those backup catchers in, right, where you might be able to just get away with a $2,200 catcher or $2,300 catcher on a a decent matchup. And then there's Bryce Harper savings right there, right? Yeah, no, that's a really good point with the backup catchers, too. There will be a lot of cheap guys available on the day slate. All right, so Mookie Betts, 48, Aaron Judge at 44, Nelson Cruz, 43, Charlie Blackman, 42. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Matt Kemp, who I know everyone's, you know, Freddie Freeman's been the guy and all that, and we'll see if he's in the lineup or not right now. We don't have information on that as we're recording right now. But Matt Kemp's been no slouch either. You know, he's hitting 348, and I think that's kind of getting lost in the shuffle here because Freddie Freeman's got a dozen dingers already. But, you know, two of his last three games – uh, heading into Wednesday's action, you're talking about a guy who's got 25 or more points in two of those three contests. Matt Kemp right now looking pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, he's got six jacks himself in just a little more than half the time. I mean, yeah. he's basically giving us the same number, amount of power that we've seen out of Freeman. I think Kemp's a, Kemp is a huge play. Um, now, 4,100, 4, I'm a little hesitant to spend over 4,000 for anyone not named Harper at this point because there's so much value to be had below that threshold. All right, now what's some of that value that you see? I see Jaron Carl Stanton at 38, which is a little surprising salary number for him, especially against a lefty, especially against Ryu. I feel like that's going to make his ownership through the roof potentially Thursday. Yeah, I really like Stanton. I, I also uh, – Ozuna is someone who is undervalued most of the year, and he, at this point, seeing where he's standing above John Carlo, because he's 3,900, it's a little much. But against a lefty, I like it. When it comes to Azuna and lefties, he, you know, there's, I try not, I'm trying not to pump up platoon splits too much, but there's certain guys whose splits are so large right? and help it look their direction. So, so and Ozuna's just one of those guys. When he's facing a lefty, I'm going to see if he's affordable and I'm going to try to fit him in my lineup. Now, J.D. Martinez is pretty much fresh off the DL for a couple days, and he's already got two multi-home run games to his name. So, we're, 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 you know, when, when that happens, I think everybody stands up and takes notice. Now, he's still only 3,800, and I say only because J.D. Martinez, over the last couple of years, when he's been playing, 
which has been a problem. But when he's been playing, has been one of the best RBI, one of the best home run guys out there in terms of productivity and consistency. He's going to give you everything across the board, too. He's been an outstanding middle-of-the-order bat. 3,800 to me, right with Stanton, I think that's an equally good matchup and an equally good value as well. Do you agree? I completely agree, and I say that while liking Bundy. But, no, I think Gene Martinez at 3,800 is a great example of just how much value there is below the $4,000 threshold in the outfield. Now, considering Billy Hamilton, John Lester, are you willing at 3,700 to roster Hamilton? Is that enough for you there in that situation? Yeah. Because, well, yeah, yeah, because he hasn't – he's only got a couple steals in his last five, seven games. What's that? He could steal five. I won't be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and okay, now here's the second question. Here's the follow-up to that. Because that's such a chalky concept, because you see Billy Hamilton with so much speed is against Lester. Is that something to go against? Because let's say Billy Hamilton goes over five, all of a sudden that's a lot of Billy Hamilton shares that kind of went out the window. Uh, potentially again in the zig context, but right. you have to be careful not to outthink yourself with that because you also don't want to zig so hard that you miss out on the one guy who everybody had that got tons of points and Hamilton is a bit obvious in that sense. But it's obvious for a reason. And, and when it comes to steals, I think steals are different because steals, they have the choice of when to go. They don't necessarily have their, their choice, for example, of, of hitting homers. They don't have their choice of getting a pitch to hit. But they do have a choice, once they're on base, to go for second, go for third, and he would. All right, I want to talk about another uh, Washington Nationals guy who might not be getting a lot of press, too, because obviously he's playing with a lot of guys who have much bigger names than him, and maybe he's not the greatest spot in the batting order, potentially either, which turns some DFS people off to him. But Michael Taylor, (laughs) we're talking about double digits in six of the last seven contests. We're talking about a guy who's at 3,500, a matchup against Glasnow, who's pretty much a triple-A pitcher anyway. And... Taylor's been a guy so far. He's made the most of the opportunity he's been given out there in center field. How do you feel about Taylor today at that price? I'm not as big on Taylor, and part of the reason is because Lorenzo Kane is sitting there $200 cheaper. I really like the price on Kane, and I think that there are similar enough types of players uh, that I would go with Kane in this case and save myself a couple hundred. Is it time to buy in to what we've seen from Avisail Garcia? Good question. I'm not willing to answer that yet. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's halfway through <laughs> May here. So we're going to see him for anywhere. So if that anything. And I understand he's still well, I'm 25, 26 years old. So he's not that old. So it's not a matter of, you know, he, he's been around for a while. And I understand, well, maybe a week into it, two weeks into it, people don't want to buy in. But now we're six weeks in. He's still hitting 330, still producing. Uh, he had two hits the other night. I mean, I feel like at 3,400, you could do a lot worse than Avisail Garcia. Yeah, you probably could. You, you could, but man, I, I, I can't help but think you can do just as well or better at the same price. All right, one more guy at 3,300, which is another one that I, I'm shocked by this price against Ryu. I don't know what's going on with the Marlin pricing, but I'm sure everyone's going to be taking advantage of it. But let's talk a little bit about Christian Yelich at 3,300. Now, I know he's been a little cold lately, but if anyone's going to get his bat warmed up, I think it's Ryu. And for that price at 3,300, I'm all in on Christian Yelich today. Yeah, the only problem is the lefty-on-lefty thing. Uh, I'm not sure just how pronounced his uh, platoon splits are. But really, at, at I'm looking at a couple of guys at 3,200 that I love. I'm, 
I know Adam Jones has been dealing with a bit of a hip issue, but 3,200 against Zimmerman, I love that price. Uh, McCutcheon, he stole two bags yesterday. Uh, so at 3,100, once again, just what a bargain. And Chris Davis, the A's version of the Chris Davis, uh, he's only 3,100 as well. All right. So uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Doug underscore Thorburn. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Pisa, PS17. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great day of Daily Fantasy. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.